you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. My name's Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, and this podcast is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. This is your Sixers-Celtics series preview. Should be a great... Well, okay. Should be a good... Well, uh, Joel might play at some point. We'll get into it. We'll give you series caps. We'll give you predictions. We'll give you the whole thing here on Buckets. Join me to break this down. We got Jim Turvey at Turvey Bets. Action Network's resident Joel Embiid respecter outside of Anthony DeBundo. <laughs> And um, <laughs> what is the opposite of a respecter that if I don't want to use the word <laughs> hater, Brandon Anderson, who has won, looked all forward all year to fading the Philadelphia 76ers. They're going to join me to break this down. Uh, download the Action Network app. You get all sorts of cool information. All of our articles are in there. All of our plays are in there. You get all sorts of cool stuff. Check it out in the Action Network app. Brandon, we're going to start with you. Um, give me. We're going to go to the table. Give me your series best bet, and then we'll go ahead and we'll go through. If you got prop plays, lay them on me. Uh, give me your series best bet for Sixers Celtics. Yeah, I will take Celtics in five or six to win the series. I'll split the bet in half. Celtics in five plus 250 in six is plus 450 implied plus 114 when you play both of them. All right, Jim Turvey, what's your best bet for Sixers Celtics? This is going to be a surprising one. Uh, if Celtics to win game one, Celtics to win the series, minus 165. <laughs> we'll go We'll go into how I logically got there. Don't worry, but that is my best bet for the series. Uh, my best bet is Sixers plus two and a half, minus 122 on the series line. That is the only line that I want. I do not want plus one and a half. I do not want the Sixers to win the series. I only want plus two and a half on the series line, minus 122 uh brandon we're on opposite sides um now this means i'm gonna lose and i'm fine with that that's okay the series is all sorts of of, of, of fucked up so i will just say this um let's talk about the mb thing first because we gotta set the table um mb suffers the, the knee sprain misses the final game versus the nets he's had that entire week off there was a report late on friday talking about how oh it's like an lcl sprain and he's in a lot of pain and all and like there was like someone decided to basically put out like you need to understand how bad joel Embiid is 
now I'm a little curious about that because there's a lot of look, there's there's two reasons to do that. Okay. The first is that it's a misdirect, which happens all the time in the playoffs. The second is you're basically trying to be like, not that he can't play through pain. He seriously suffered a, a sprain. This is a very serious injury. If he does play, he's in a like, you need to give like it's basically it's it's managing expectations for Joel. And that's fine. Like that's what representatives are supposed to do, whether it's team or, or agent. That's what they're supposed to do is like soften the blow for the guy. Okay. Uh, especially with his injury history, which has to be frustrating for him. The series line like clearly indicates that they don't think Embiid's going to play. And you were all over this. You were talking about it. Like I can't, like we thought this line was ridiculous when it came out at minus three thirty before it got to minus five sixty. Um, it's ridiculous. Now we'll talk about my feelings on whether Embiid plays or not. Um, do you have thoughts about the market price for it? The Embiid side of this, et cetera. Yeah, I, mean, I had a lot of like interactions with some of the Sixers fans on my timeline of like, oh no, 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 God, this is Embiid's career. He's he's gonna play. He's gonna play. I'm like, well, well, politely, the the market prices are telling me otherwise. The 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 prices to me on this blew me away when I started doing the numbers because as we know, I'm not the biggest Sixers fan as a better. I like to fade them, so I am very high on the Celtics and on the series. So I was thinking, okay surely that's going to mean that there is an edge I'm going to want to bet somewhere on the Celtics because I'm so high on them and so low on Philadelphia. And I started doing the math and started saying, okay, I also, I don't think Embiid's going to play. This is before the Shams report came out. I was already factoring out. I don't think he plays game one or two. I gave him out those two couple games. I basically gave Boston a 2-0 head start in the series. I did the math. I ran my numbers. Still, after all of that, the best I could get to was like a Boston minus 200 on the series. And that's when I was like, oh, if I think Boston is heavily favored here and I think Embiid misses a few games and I'm still coming up short of the number the books are giving us, to me, that's a red flag that tells me that maybe something, maybe the books are thinking or knowing something different than we are. I, I can't get to anywhere close to the number the books are pricing unless I assume and beat misses multiple games, a few games. What, what's gentlemen? What's a few? I, a couple, a few, uh, a handful. I think that it's possible that books are pricing in that they don't expect him to play at all. To me, that's what I think this price looks like. That's no intel. I have no intel. I have no sources. My source is the line. The line to me says we don't think Embiid's going to be much of a factor for a while, if at all. Yeah, I, I would agree with you there. And that's definitely like what the indications were. I will just say that this is a very, um, the, this organization is not transparent and beat in particular. It's not transparent. It's what we always talk about. Like, oh, hey, I bet on the Sixers and then beats out 15 minutes for tip. Oh, hey, I bet against the Sixers and beats going to play 15 minutes for tip. Um, it's a major injury. There's a, there's a risk of re-injury, which is obviously like, that's a big thing with Embiid. It's not like this is the healthiest guy in the world. I didn't expect him to play until game three anyway. Game three is Friday. I don't know if that's enough time. I don't know if any of it's enough time. Maybe he doesn't play at all. Maybe he doesn't play at all. Like I had to, I will tell you this. I had to make a bet on the series based off of the, off of the idea that he wasn't going to play, period. I just think it's open to the idea. Like this is just a guy that doesn't like, I got about this. This is a guy that doesn't play through injury anyway, and that's okay. Like it's a, his body can't do it, right? This is a like a re-injury risk. If it's a re-injury risk, that's a whole other deal. This isn't pain tolerance. This is like 
he might have to have like if he suffers if it's if it causes a structural breakdown and he tears something else he's gonna have surgery and that's really really bad right for where he's at in his career so so i kind of assume that like there's a there is a good chance he doesn't play in the series i am not at a point where i think that everything that has been reported is like on the up and up and there's zero chance he plays that's not where i'm at like the more i am against the market in the assumption that he is not going to play jim do you have any thoughts on this uh yeah i think the pivot point brandon said what is a couple right what is a few i think the pivot point is going to be two games because you know we all know the series doesn't start until you go back home well whatever but that is a pivot point in the series they'll have two games in boston where if they go down 0-2 this series is not over they will go back to philadelphia they'll have two chances to get back to 2-2 and the, the series begins you know what i mean but if he goes to three games even if they're down one, two, it just feels like that is the pivot point. It feels like you can get away with him missing two games. But I agree that the 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 numbers out there and these reports make it look a little scarier than than just two games. Um, I we're going to be talking about this, I'm sure, with with several <laughs> of our plays here. I, I think if you look at the the books on some of the like most rebounds, most points, assists, they are not pricing and be like he's coming back in game three of a seven game series. Uh, we'll just put it that way. So let's talk about a little bit about the caps here, Brandon. Why? So is it just that simple that you're taking Sixers and five or or Celtics and five or six because of the, like, you don't think Embiid's going to play? Like what's what, tell me the angle for why you like this. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's not quite that simple, but it's effectively leaning that direction. Uh, one other note with the Embiid injury is that we knew when Boston blew that game five against Atlanta, the reaction right away, including from me, was, uh-oh, Boston just blew its big advantage on the rest, and it Harden and Embiid get all this extra rest up front. That was true, but the the effect of that is that apparently that wasn't enough rest for Embiid anyway. He's not healthy anyway, and now, now that we're starting the series late, we're playing every two days all the way up until game seven. So now I think it actually goes against Philadelphia here because we're just, we're playing, we're playing. And even if Embiid does come back now, now he's playing on short rest each time on an injured knee. That's not fully healthy, no matter where we get to. And Harden has an Achilles thing that I think is hampering his game as well. We talked about that on our game one best bets. I'm playing Harden unders there. He has not been getting the twos. He's not getting to the line. He's mostly just taking threes. So to zoom out big picture on the series, the big picture cap is this. If we don't have Embiid, and if I don't think James Harden, the great James Harden is in there, now I've got Boston having the best player on the court, Jason Tatum, or Jalen Brown, or both of them over James Harden, depending on the day and depending on how Harden's playing. And beyond that, Guys, if you were doing like a, a draft of players, I, I want to win a game right now. Who am I taking? I don't know how the top goes. You get Tatum, you get Brown, Harden. You might take a maxi somewhere in there. The point is once you get past the top six guys, and I'm counting Embiid as injured. That's why I didn't say him. Once you get past the top six, then it goes Boston, 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 Boston. Like four or five guys in a row. We get to like Derek White and Brogdon and Robert Williams. Like all like – we know that the depth advantage is heavily Boston. That is the point of Boston Celtics basketball. That is how they built this roster. If you have the depth advantage that they're going to have even more without Embiid and you have the star advantage at the top, oh no, that's that's bad. So 
that's the cap. That's the way I expect the series to go until we see Embiid not just play, but play well. Why five and six? Boston is not a team that takes care of business and sweeps folks in the second round and beyond the last couple of years. Boston has played six, seven, seven, six, and seven game series. So they have played long series. They're not a team that blows teams out usually. And they also are prone to just bad shooting games and you give one away. I don't think this goes seven because the only reason it gets to seven is because Embiid is, I'm wrong about Embiid. And at that point, my cap is off anyway. And I think the Sixers actually may have a decent chance to win this series. So kind of split the difference. Give me a Celtics in the middle, no sweep, no long series, just get the job done in in what just kind of feels like a disappointing series in the end. If Embiid gets announced as probable, upgraded, questionable, going to play, reported, whatever, do you bet Sixers then? So I'm not going to bet until I actually watch him play a game because I need to actually see how, how is he playing on the knee because we know yet he not to question anything, athletes are warriors. But I don't know what you look like playing through the injury. I don't know how it's going to go. Can you get up and down the court? Can you play defense? Can you hit the rebounds? I will say this. For all the crap I've talked on Philadelphia all season long, as I dug into the series, I really think if these teams were healthy, I think I might have been backing Philadelphia in this series. Assuming they were an underdog, that would have been part of it. I don't know if I would have picked them out right, but I think I would have done like a Sixers plus one and a half. I might have talked myself into a Sixers series price since December 9th, which was kind of a pivot point. Philadelphia lost a double overtime game to Houston, which nobody should do ever. And they responded by being really good the rest of the way. They were 40 and 15 the rest of the season, first in the league in net rating, second in offense, 12th on defense. Boston was second in net rating, and then they flipped. Their offense fell off from, remember, that really hot start. Their offense dropped to 11th, and their defense was first. I usually take the offense or the defense in a matchup where this is pretty even, and I would trust the offense a little more. Boston's defense did not look trustworthy last round, and I don't really super totally trust their offense. Philadelphia's profile, all the things I usually always go by as a whole healthy team would make me like them. I would look to bet Philadelphia and find a spot and a value. I will look for that. Even as Boston wins game one or game two, I probably will look in series to maybe come back on a Philly. I just want to know if you would bet the Sixers if MB came back. Like that was that was, all that was the answer. That's my answer. You're welcome. Uh, Jim, let's tell you. So Jim, in our, in our best bets episode for Monday... You take the Sixers plus 10. Okay, so I have to pause you because what I did not realize, I came in with a stale number because I this was my best bet from before the line moved. I looked at it now, it's minus 250. It's no longer my best bet. In the meantime, I have scrambled and found a different best bet. So <laughs> I no longer can take crap for this ridiculous logic okay. twist that I was going to do together. Right, you so you're welcome for talking extra. So Jim had time to find the best <laughs> bet, everybody. Go ahead. I was thinking, thank goodness he threw it to Brandon. I know I have time to, to find something now. <laughs> um, all right. My best bet for the series, part two, is Tyrese Maxey to lead the series in points. So we touched on this a little bit in the best bet. Um, Tyrese Maxey in games where the Sixers are without Embiid, but have James Harden, uh, is averaging 28 points a game. He's been outstanding. He had 44 one game, but he's been consistent too. He's had... Um, at least 23 points in uh, six of those seven games. Like I said, average of 28, which puts him just about on par with where uh, Tatum is at. Tatum for the season did average 30, but we're in the range that, you know, it is viable. And if we 
if we think this is a series where we are not going to get very much in B, either because, you know, he's he's out the first three games and he returns for game four, but it's a five game series. That's a that's a whole lot of Maxi being the go to guy um, for the, the majority of the series. He in the seven games that Harden played, but Embiid did not. Maxi was the leading scorer on the Sixers uh, in in every single one of those games. So he is the go to scoring option when Embiid is out, even when Harden is there, especially with a Harden who we don't think is 100%. Um, right now, FanDuel does not have this number. Most of the books aren't hanging this because of all the Embiid wonkiness. There are a few spots out there you can find it. I It should land in around the plus 600, plus 700 range. That's a great number. Tatum is likely going to be the very heavy favorite, probably a minus, you know, minus 150, minus 140, something like that. Um, I just think this the range of outcomes is much closer than that. I think Maxi's going to be looking from three a lot. I think he could have a couple of really big games. This could be a short series. In a short series, there's higher variance on who can lead the series in points. Um, so grabbing a longer number, um, I'm, I'm changing my my best bet to Tyrese Maxi to lead the series in total points. I like it. I honestly like it quite a bit because, you know, there's just like a lot of ways in which um, the Celtics if this becomes apparent that the Sixers are outclassed without Embiid, they'll manage minutes because they get to like, they get to just keep guys healthy and fewer minutes for the stars means fewer points, less scoring. And with Maxi, I think he'll probably play to the bone because doc will be like, he's young. He could do it. So he'll just play him out. Uh, so I, I'm the only person that's on like a Sixers side. So I'll talk about Sixers plus two and a half. This is uh, not a Sixers play. It's not a Sixers play. This is a Celtics play. They play with their meat. Thank you, Doc. They play <laughs> with their meat. Brandon, you bet them to absolutely trounce the Hawks. And yet, right? Like, And yet. <laughs> and yet. The Sixers are better than the Hawks even without Embiid. The Sixers without Harden are probably still better than the Hawks. And if you're like, how is that possible? I'm like, I'm talking about team construct. I'm talking about team identity, right? PJ Tucker is a motherfucker. Like PJ Tucker is tough as nails and is going to do stuff. Uh, I actually like Tobias Harris a little bit more. Like he's been playing really well this year. Like this is a good Tobias year. And I think he's a little bit more consistent. And I think he's going to have some opportunities here. Tyrese Maxey is going to go to the bone. Like they're not just going to give up. The counter here might be Harden might give up. Like Harden might be like, I'm out of here anyway. Like Harden being in Vegas two days ago is does not make me feel awesome about the fight and heart of the 76ers. But again, this is about Boston. When Boston's bad, they're terrible. They're just not very, they're not bad very often. Like that's kind of the secret. Their defense is extremely vulnerable. Robert Williams, like not the same dude that he was last year. He's just not like the injuries have taken something away. Horford looked awful game in round one. He looked terrible and I'm a big owl guy and he'll be fine. Like I have Celtics futures out the wazoo. So I get to, I get to take this bet. But if I'm doing this, like, the Sixers are going to steal two games. They're going to take two games, and we're going to be like, how is this in the game six? You know, and maybe by game six, Embiid comes back. But I, that's all I need here is I just need the Sixers to find a way to win two games. They steal the first one because it's wonky and weird, and everyone's like, oh, are the Celtics in trouble? And then they they dominate, but the Sixers get one more. Like, there's all sorts of ways that that I can get home on two and a half. And it's minus 122. I just need two games with the prospect of Embiid potentially returning at some point in the series. That's enough for me. Does this cap make sense, Brandon? 
Yeah, I think so. My, my only fear would be if Boston goes up 2-0 at home, which I think would be the expected outcome at this point, assuming no Embiid, which we are. Boston's up 2-0. You go to Philly. If Embiid's not ready for game three, if Boston wins that one, like at some point, if if Harden is on his way to Vegas and Embiid is not looking ready to play, then does the whole team just pull the ripcord? If yeah. you just know that the writing is on the wall. So yeah. I, I, we don't know, but I, I think you're right though. Like I, I like the Philadelphia side. I think there's a chance to steal games. Philadelphia was second in the league in fourth quarter net rating. We saw last series, Boston's not good guys in the clutch. They are not good at closing teams out. I think that would be a spot where Philly could steal a win. Also, not that we want to rely on our guy, Doc, but Doc is good with these undermanned teams. Doc would love to steal a game against Boston and, and make this series more interesting than we're giving credit for. And it's Joe Missoula. We haven't really seen him do much yet. And what we saw was him playing with his meat against Atlanta. So it, was, it wasn't pretty. So to me, in my article previewing, I'm just going to read it. If you're scoring at home, Sixers can win. If Embiid gets healthy, if Harden plays like the old self, or if Rivers has a big coaching advantage. Those are real possibilities. I'm not betting on any of them. I'm not betting on any of them, but you only have to get it for a couple of those games, get a couple of steals. I think it's definitely playable. The way you phrased it is perfect, Matt. Like you don't need the Sixers to win two games. You can rely on the Celtics to lose two games. And <laughs> with the variant, they're variant. They take so many threes and they, they can go cold. And when they go cold from three, they it's very easy for them to give away games. And I, I think that's, for me personally, if I'm if I'm there, that's that's what's making me sleep well at night on on the cap is they, they the Celtics can lose too. They they lost a game five when the Hawks didn't have DeJounte Murray. Like they lost a game five at home when the Hawks didn't have DeJounte Murray. Like that's who Boston is. So I'm gonna bet on that and I'll take the plus two and a half. Um I would love to do more breakdown on this. NBA takes the wind out of this one sales. It just does. Like it just robs us of a lot of, of stuff. But luckily, we have coming for you tomorrow, the most casual of all casual series in the whole world. Yes. Tomorrow we'll preview the Los Angeles Lakers versus Brandon's Golden State Warriors. <laughs> Don't ever, ever let me catch you talking about your Timberwolves. No, no Timberwolves, no Bulls. They are your Warriors. Maybe I'll let you have the Thunder as like your as your filter team uh we'll do that tomorrow we'll also give you best bets for the tuesday slate we'll do all that on monday thanks for joining us everybody appreciate you guys being with us my thanks to david payne our producer my thanks to jim turvey at turvey bets you can catch brandon on twitter at wheaton brando we'll see you guys again next time and until then let's get buckets Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.